0: Today, today, Mm. today Mm. is the day of salvation. Today is the day of wholeness. Mm. Today is the day of healing. Not yesterday, not tomorrow. Today, today is the day. It is the day of His generous gift to us. As was read earlier in the service, Moses said to me, now show me Your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all of my goodness to pass in front of You. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in Your presence. And I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Lord Jesus, You have come before us today. And You are showing us Your goodness. And Lord Jesus, this morning together, we humble ourselves before You. And we humble ourselves before Your Word today. And we pray, O God, that as You speak to us this morning, out of the overflow of Your heart, from Your Word, Your living eternal Word, Lord God, we ask that You would come today and that Jesus, here in this house, in this time, in this moment, You would visit us with Your salvation, with Your wholeness, with Your healing, with Your goodness, with all that You are, come and pass before us in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. This is one of those weeks where I've just been waiting all week long for the opportunity to deliver the Word. For it has been just stirring in my soul this entire week. It's just been... It's just been around and around and around in my heart. Last week, Pastor Sam opened up a new sermon series that we're doing here in conjunction with Advent called "A Generous Gift. And each week, we're looking at a part of the overflow from that gift. Last week we looked at overflowing gratitude and this morning we're going to be looking at overflowing goodness, overflowing goodness. And as I was studying this out this week and just walking around through the scriptures, my heart was just filled afresh and anew with an incredible sense of gratitude and thankfulness to the Lord for His goodness. Coming on the heels of Thanksgiving and time spent with family and thank you for your prayers for us as we traveled and returned. Had a wonderful time down with, got to see my mom and dad and Annette's mom and sister and then spent Thanksgiving Day with, Ellie, our second daughter, and her husband, Nate, and their family, Nate's family. And then this week, as I just, as I poured through the Word, and and from beginning to end, and just saw the fabric and threads, the threads of His goodness creating and weaving a tapestry in my heart, it just, I don't know, it was one of those times where the Word, which is always alive, just became freshly living and active in my soul. And I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to share with you today some of the things that the Lord just placed in my heart as a result of that study and that time spent with Him this week. When we're talking about overflowing goodness, we need to begin with the wellspring of that. And the wellspring is found for us right in the very heart of the Father Himself. I shared this scripture with you. I'll share it again the third time here in this service. Moses is having conversation with the Lord and says to the Lord, now show me Your glory. And the Lord's response is so interesting here. He says, I will cause all of My goodness to pass in front of You. And I will proclaim My name the Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh, I will proclaim my name in your presence, and I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion upon whom I will have. in order to understand overflowing goodness, we need to first recognize that that goodness is actually embedded into the very character of God Himself. This is something, if I could somehow just deposit something directly into your spirit and soul this morning, I would want to deposit this into your spirit and soul today. The Lord is good. He is good. Now, right from back in the very Garden of Eden, the enemy has come to distort and distract us and deceive us from that reality. Desperately trying to take our eyes off of that reality. Desperately attempting to keep us from actually recognizing that truth. He throws up a lot of dust into our eyes. All the time. Right now, there might be dust in your eyes where you're saying, ah, yeah, but you don't know what I've gone through. You don't know my reality or my experience. And so we measure the character of God based on our own perceptions, which we don't recognize or realize have been distorted by our own brokenness and the brokenness that we see around us. And the brokenness that has been visited upon us. And yet, right into the teeth of that, right into the mix of all of that, I have a word for your spirit today. To your inner man, to your that 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 inner reality, the spirit of God within you, I would like to call and speak out and have that rise up within you. So that you could say yes and amen to this reality and this truth, the Lord is good. He is good, entirely good. Entirely good, you Lord. Are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Psalm eighty six five. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. Psalm one hundred and five. I am the good shepherd, and the good. Shepherd lays down His life for His sheep. John 10.11 From Old Testament to New, the revelation and reality of who God is is that He is good. And the goodness of the Lord is revealed to us in His mercy, His compassion, His forgiveness, His love, and His faithfulness to His people. Lord is good, people. The Lord is good. Out of the heart of the Father, out of this wellspring of His love, springs up that spring of His goodness. And I'm calling this the hand of the Father. The expressions, the way that the overflow of His goodness gets poured out into our lives. And I want to take a few moments this morning to unpack this for us. How does this goodness of God, as He passes before us the goodness of the Lord, how does that goodness get expressed into your and my life? As we look through the Scriptures, I believe that we'll find a number of ways, woven like threads of gold throughout that Word, that remind us of this spring out of the wellspring of his heart flows out to us and we see his hand at work within us i said to the lord psalm 16:2 you are my master every good thing i have comes from you several months ago i was meditating on this particular scripture in this particular psalm psalm 16 and I was reading out of the New Living Translation, which is how where I'm reading um, in the Saturate readings right now, and it's been wonderful. I was sharing this on Wednesday night at our life group as we were reflecting back on Saturate. I, I, one of the joys has been for me is just to as as I'm doing my own study here, at, both personally and then um, for for preparing for the Word. It's so cool to to just watch the the just how the Word that we've been saturating in just keeps coming forth. And and I keep making connections and pieces come together in fresh ways. It's so good. It's so good. And if I could encourage you, I would encourage you to continue. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep pressing in in your reading of the Word. Start catching up if you've been behind. Start reading ahead into the wisdom books. I just read... Through the book of Job, and it was just life-giving in a way that was different than almost any other time I've ever read it. And so, read through those wisdom books, starting in Job, and I've started in the Psalms now, and keep reading even forward as we prepare to step back into saturate in January. But again, several a um, couple months ago, I was I was uh, meditating on Psalm sixteen two, uh, which is one of my favorite Psalms, the whole Psalm of Psalm sixteen, and I got to this. I said to the Lord, You are my Master. Every good thing I have comes from You. And I asked myself this question, which is, what are the good things that we receive from His hand? If every good thing comes from You, what are these good things? James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He's not good one day and bad the next. God never has a bad day. He never has a bad day. You have a bad day, I have bad days. He never has a bad day. And every good and perfect gift is from above. So, what are these good things? I don't know if you do this, but I. You know, when I read through the scripture sometimes, just, just questions start bubbling up in my spirit. And again, I'm reading this. Every good thing I have comes from you. What are those good things? What are the good things that I have from you? So, I don't know if you're asking that question this morning. I hope you are, because that's what we're going to talk about for a little bit. What are those good things? Well, let's talk about it first good thing we have is salvation. That's what we we're celebrating this morning. That's what this table's all about. You don't ever graduate from this. You don't ever move on to something, you know, this, this, is, this is foundational to the reality of our life as children of God is that we have been given people the good thing from Him of Salvation. That's why it's called the Gospel. Good news. It's good news. We have salvation from Him. Simeon, this is what we're celebrating in this season. We're not just celebrating a baby. We're celebrating what that baby represents, which is salvation. Simeon, when, they were eight, when he was 8 years old, when, when uh, Joseph and Mary brought him into the temple, Simeon, who was waiting there and had been waiting for all of these years, praying, waiting for the expected Messiah... Took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Salvation is a very good thing, because without it, we are lost, separated from the Father, not just now, but eternally. But because of Jesus, we have salvation. Security. Security is a good thing that comes out of the hand of the Father to us. Nahum says the Lord is good A refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in Him. He cares for those who trust in Him. He is a refuge, people, in times of trouble. One of the good things that you can count on from Him, not that everything will always go easily or, or even what you would say as well, but you can n- know this, that in the midst of times of difficulty and trouble, He is good and He is your refuge. And you can trust Him to care for you when nothing else around is bringing you the care you need. Sustenance. You're getting a theme here, these are S's, okay. That's the word letter of the day, is S. right, Thank you. Sustenance. Ooh, I love this. So, this is the Lord speaking to Moses. They're having conversation. In Exodus 3, he's plucking Moses off of the back 40 where he's been for the last 40 years, and he's saying, I'm going to use you now. I'm going to take you. I've heard the plight of my people. And I'm going to come down and I'm going to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians, which is that place of bondage. And I'm going to bring them up out of that land into a what? Good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey. Mmm, I love that. In the Psalms, it says the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good things. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. That means He will provide for the needs that we have. Not always our wants, but our needs. We have a responsibility and an obligation, of course, to cooperate with him and to be submitted to him and to his purposes and the principles by which he's invited us to live. But we can have confidence in this, that one of the good things that comes from his hand, in addition to salvation and security, is sustenance that comes. Serenity. You've seen the bumper sticker. No Jesus, no peace, N-O. No Jesus, N-O, no peace. K-N-O-W, no Jesus. K-N-O-W, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. Love this at the end of the Joseph story. When all is said and done, Joseph says this, this is the this is what I would call 50-20 vision. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. To accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Genesis 5020. We have a similar theme in Romans chapter 8, 28, and we know that in all things in all things, God works for the... He works for what? He works for what? The good of those who love Him and have been called according to His purpose. In all things, God works for the good doesn't mean all the things that happen to us are good, but in the midst of them, God works for good. So don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is lifelong learning, people, but I want to tell you this morning... What I'm reminding you of is reality, and the reality is that one of the good things that comes from the Lord is peace. And down through the ages, the saints that have gone before us, the great women and men of God that we can read about in Scripture and read about in history, have discovered this in the teeth of sometimes the most excruciating circumstances, far beyond what most any of us in this room have ever experienced, In the midst of that, they have discovered a peace that does pass understanding. It's not natural. It's supernatural. And it's one of the good things that comes from the hand of the Father. One more. Satisfaction. Satisfaction. We live in a society where virtually everything around us is creating dissatisfaction. I mean, come on, that's what advertising is about. It's to create a sense of dissatisfaction. I'm just speaking truth. I mean, that's what it is. So, you know... There's a whole lot of people around you, and there might be a whole lot of people right here who are waiting to be satisfied by some gift that they're going to get at Christmas time. And you're hoping that that's going to provide satisfaction. Let me give you a heads up. Not so likely. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We're filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind for he satisfies the thirsty and fills The hungry with good things. The things that actually last beyond December 26th. The things that don't break and dent and die. (laughs) The things that you can count on truly satisfy your soul. Remember the Samaritan woman? I mean, she was she was literally looking for love in all of the wrong places. She had lots of husbands, lots of relationships. And they have this conversation about water. Jesus says, I can give you water and you'll never thirst again. And she's like, well, I'll take some of that. Jesus satisfies. He satisfies. So these are the things that come from the hand of the Father. We have the wellspring, the heart of the Father, His goodness. And from that flow these things of salvation and security, sustenance, serenity, satisfaction. So what happens with that? What's what's the response of Papa's kids? What's our response to this? If the spring, we're talking about overflowing goodness. Well, now the spring overflows through us. The wellspring of the heart of the Father, which passed before Moses, passes before us. And the hand of the Father is upon us, giving us all of those gracious gifts from His hand. His generous gifts towards us. And now, that spring overflows. With what? Make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Matthew 12, 33-35. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. So the question is, is there goodness stored up in our hearts? And if so how is that going to then spring forth out of our lives? You got a cup of water, whatever's inside, you bump it, that's what's going to come outside. So if we're filled with the good things of the Lord, which is what the Scripture tells us, something's going to come out. Something good is going to come out going to come out how are we to respond to the goodness of God what's what's the response to this overflowing worship that's the first thing that's what we had a taste of this morning can I give you a quick heads up worship is not about you Not about whether you like the song, whether you want to lift your hands or don't want to lift your hands, whether you want to open your mouth and sing or don't want to open your mouth and sing, whether it's too hot or too cold, too loud or too soft, too much clapping, not enough clapping, too much hooting and hollering, not enough hooting and hollering. It's not about you. It's not about me. Let's just put it right out there right now. Whether the flags are flagging or they're not flagging or what's happening. It's not about you. And it's not about me. It's not about the worship team. It's not about the choir. It's not about whether you understand the language or don't understand It's not about us. It's just not. It's it's and it's not about how you're feeling today. You know, you may be feeling Tired and frustrated. You might be going through the midst of really difficult stuff. I get all that. God gets all that. You know, you had to scrape the windows. You had to, you know, it's wonderful. Isn't it wonderful? Here we are. It's winter again. All right. Yeah? Whether it's winter or summer. Spring, fall. Good mood, bad mood. It's not about that. Give thanks to the Lord. This is not a suggestion. If you're sort of feeling like it today, give thanks to the Lord. I don't think so. David says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good His love and endures forever. Cry out, save us, God our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your presence. Praise be to the Lord the God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord. Psalm 107:4, His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. It says in the King James, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. Say so. Say so. Say so. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands from east and west and from north and south. It's, this is, this is part of the response that's called for. Not just if you're a good singer or not. Not whether worship just sort of turns your crank or not. Give Him thanks. Make a joyful noise. Yeah, you can be silent and praise Him. It's not about what's happening externally, though it's helpful, I think, to engage yourself in worship. But some of us engage it more quietly than others of us do, and that's okay. I'm not going after that. God is going after our heart and He's saying, I'm really good. And I'm passing my goodness before you. And if you're sitting there like this, think about your kids. you got kids on Christmas Day or your nieces and nephews or the little ones or someone that you've given a gift. And you give them a good gift that you've actually thought about, it, given to them. And if they just sat there and went, oh, yeah, how would your heart feel? Overflowing works is another response, a very practical response that we are to give. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers and also 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 12 live such good lives among the pagans that though they may accuse you of doing wrong they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us. There is something in us where we are called in the the overflowing works that we are called to do. We are to live our lives in such a way, such good lives, they can accuse you of doing wrong, but they may see your good deeds... And glorify God on the day He visits us. That's First Peter two twelve. These are the good deeds of the Lord, overflowing witness. In Philemon, chapter one six, and I'm going to come back to the, an earlier of the. Uh, translation of the in the NIV Philemon 1 verse 6 says this it says i pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in christ as we overflow in witness to the lord as we share the good things that he has done, it cements us in our heart. And in fact, when we begin to do that, and I think that Pastor Sam in last week, in the overflowing gratitude, shared with us about how, I mean, there's something that actually activates in your spirit, something changes within you when you begin to speak gratitude about the goodness of the Lord and the good things that he has done in your life, as you're active in sharing that, it actually elevates those good things and you remind yourself as well as the world around you of the good things of the Lord. Yes? Amen. And finally, we read at the beginning of this Three times we read in this service, and at the beginning of the message today is Exodus 33. That's when, and then Moses is there on the mountain with the Lord, and it says, When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image. With ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. We, with unveiled faces, radiate. That is our witness. That's the overflowing witness that we have. We radiate the Lord, we radiate His presence. We radiate His goodness to a world around us that is desperate to see His light, His salvation, His reality. And in this Advent season, as we contemplate the generous gift of the Lord, I invite you today. I invite you today, right now, to think for a moment. Just just focus for one moment on the good glory of God passing before your eyes. Remember for a moment right now, your salvation. Remember the times that you've experienced Him as your refuge. Remember right now the ways in which He has sustained you. How He's brought peace. Satisfied your soul. Oh, let His goodness overflow. In your spirit right now. Let it just begin to well up. And this message doesn't begin, doesn't end right now. At noon on Sunday. But now it's to overflow. It's overflowing goodness. Let it overflow in worship from your heart, in in works and in witness. As you go forth, sent to make disciples of all nations, go with the goodness of the Lord flowing out of your life. Lord Jesus, we just love to whisper Your name, to shout Your name, to speak Your name, Lord. For in You, there is life life to the full, life everlasting. You are the good shepherd. Thank you that you have given your life for us and to us. And as we go from this house today, may that overflowing of your goodness from the wellspring of your heart spring up, O well, within us and spill out to all we will meet this week for your glory. Just open your hands if you would. And now I pray that you will be filled afresh with the immeasurable love of God the Father. The irresistible mercy and grace of Jesus Christ, His Son. The inexhaustible strength and power of the Holy Spirit be with you and yours as you go from this house to yours sent to make disciples of all nations go with the banner of his goodness over your life until we gather again either in this house or our eternal home i bless you people of god in the name of jesus all god's people said amen